What's good, bro? Welcome to another episode of the Free Game Friday podcast. I'm your host, Jay Don. This week, we're talking to coaching industry with Varsity High School head coach, Galen Goley. Let's hop right into it. Galen, can you give my audience a quick intro into who you are and what you do? Yes, sir. Uh, man, first, I want to, you know, tell you that I appreciate you having me and I appreciate what you're doing, you know, for our community and for around the world, you know, all your listeners and, you know, dropping free free game, you know, on, on every aspect, you know, of, of, you know, how to be successful. So, but, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm Galen Gully. Um, I, I teach at Bryan High School. This I'm going on my eighth year, um, and I'm currently the head coach of our boys basketball team. This will be, you know, my second year here. Um, what I do at Bryan High School, I, you know, I mentor, um, I teach some of the classes that I teach are very important classes, you know, classes I wish I would have had when I was in high school. I teach entrepreneurship, I teach accounting, and I teach personal finance. And and those are some classes that, you know, I tell my guys um, and students, you know, th- these are classes that as soon as you, you know, graduate high school, th- these are classes that you were going to need, you know, some of the life skills, um, some of the tips, um, you know, all that good stuff there. Um, you know, me, me coaching, uh, this year uh, has been a, a true eye-opening as far as, you know, touching lives, making, you know, positive, being a positive impact on, on on some of these young men. So 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 that's what I'm doing right now. Yeah, and that's all dope. Um, I, I, I like what you're doing. Like, I've been seeing you from afar. Obviously, we're in close relation as family, but I've been seeing mm-hmm. you from afar because, you know, I live in Texas. You live in Nebraska. Yes. Um, but seeing you from afar kind of make your imprint um, on the – not only Bryan High School, but the Omaha community um, in general. So I definitely want to give you your flowers for that. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate you. Yeah, and always being accessible for the community, even the people mm-hmm. that I see you kind of touch that aren't in your program. So mm-hmm. I want to salute you for that. Yes, sir. Um, But you're kind of going back to kind of the teaching and the coaching. Um, What would you say kind of drove you to – have you always wanted to teach, or was it the coaching that drove you to teaching? What would you kind of say as far as that goes? Yeah. Um. To get into teaching, you know, uh, I, I was, you know, up at Midland uh, University. I got a ba- uh, athletic scholarship there, and I always wanted to be an actuary or an accountant. You know, do something with the business, do something with the numbers. And I took an internship somewhere in Kansas, at Overland Park, Kansas, and there really wasn't a lot of um, communication. There really wasn't a lot of you know, face-to-face interactions. So I kind of switched my major into being secondary education, which, you know, I always kind of thought that I wanted to do it, but I really wasn't sure, you know, um, you know, my mom's been teaching in the classroom and impacting lives for, I know now this is about 28, 29 years for her. Um, and just watch, you know, how many lives that she touched, you know, growing up and, and, you know, people hitting her up when they're, 20 years old, 25 years old saying, Hey, you know, Miss Gully, um, you know, you made an impact on my life. And I thought I wanted to, you know, do the same. And, and, you know, the most rewarding part as being a teacher is getting those, you know, those graduation party invitations, um, just, you know, making the impact on them from coming into freshman year, 
you know, all the way watching them grow to senior year and, and, and took upon that as far as coaching, you know, all the mentors that I had growing up from the Screaming Eagles to the Wildcat program to my middle school, you know, to my high school, to my AAU stuff. Um, then off to college. And then, you know, once I got into teaching, I think, you know, me coaching, it was just, you know, it, it fit perfect, you know, it fit perfect on, on what I wanted to do. So. Yeah. And I like, you kind of said something at the beginning of your, uh, what you had just said is that you were in college and you were majoring in something else, but then you did an internship and realized that really wasn't what you thought it was going to be. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. The internship was cool, you know, made a lot of money. I appreciate the, you know, the the, the mentor that I had doing that. But it just wasn't, you know, it, it was kind of sitting in front of two or three computers and, you know, mm -hmm. putting numbers together. And, you know, and it kind of looked like coding a little bit. But, yeah. you know, man, I got to I got to get into some interaction. I got to talk to some people. I feel like I really wasn't impacting any lives like I wanted to do, you know, and, yeah. and so and so I felt like teaching was my calling and then, you know, and coaching was just a cherry on top. So, yeah, I like that you said that, too. And like you kind of dove into that because a lot of people don't realize, like, because, you know, you come out of high school, you nobody really knows what they want to do. Um, uh -huh. I wanna, right. And so like you kind of shed light on like I, I was in I was deep into a major and kind of switched paths once I realized, hey, this might not be for me, even though it's cool. Like you said, you had a good mentor. You was in a good position as far as the yeah. internship went. But you kind of got that moment where it was like, uh, maybe I need to pivot to something else. Right. Um, and so I like that you kind of touched on that because it kind of shows it's a perfect example to people, because a lot of people, no matter what your age is, a lot of people kind of get caught up with. I said I was going to do this, so I'm stuck in this path, but right, like you said, you um, pivoted. So I like that you right. uh, shed light yeah. on that. And, and yeah, and I just want to tell people, you know, I mean, e even if even if you, you know, you feel like, you know, that this occupation or this career, you know, makes a lot of bread and whatnot. And, and if you feel like that, you know, you don't, this is not your calling, you got to wake up every day and you drink doing then that's not the spot for you you know what i'm saying i mean yes there's some tough days in teaching yes there's a lot of tough days in coaching but 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 the good outweighs you know weighs weighs the bad and and the more um adversity i can battle um and overcome the better the story is it's kind of what i preach to you know my students and i kind of preach to you know my players you know the, the more adversity you battle the better the story is the better the outcome so yeah, I like that. That's kind of what can keep you going um, yep. through that adversity. So that's some good points. Yep. Um, and get, getting back to kind of the coaching, can you kind of speak to, because I know you spoke to kind of like um, the back your background as far as like starting with the Screaming Eagles, kind of going through mm -hmm. AAU, playing uh, junior high, high school balling, uh, going up to Midland. Can you kind of speak to um, kind of your journey into coaching and becoming a uh, head coach? Because I know yep. that's nothing, that's something that doesn't come easy. Yes. Um. So when I so when I graduated when I graduated from Midland in two in twenty fifteen, Coach Cannon at the time was the head coach at Miller North. Um. He kind of asked me to help out a little bit. And what Nebraska has, we have um going into the next school year, they have like a summer 
a, like a summer tournament, which is for incoming sophomores and incoming freshmen. And he asked me to coach. It was me and a guy named Mike, Mike Dentlinger. Um, and uh, we helped out, you know, me and him kind of tag team this one team, um, which we had a lot of good guys there. And we ended up going to Lincoln um, to play in the tournament. And, and I was like, man, I, I like this coaching gig, you know? And, and I feel like, I don't want to say it came easy, but, uh, but it was an easier transition just based off of, you know, who I've been around based off of my mentors, based off of, you know, my coaches who, who impacted my life and, and knowing what it takes to hold yourself accountable, know the responsibilities, know what it takes to win a ball game, know what it takes to impact your team around you as a point guard or a shooting guard or whatever position you are in. And, you know, just that journey right there, it was, it, and that was my first gig. That was my first gig in coaching. And then, you know, I did a student teaching job here um, at Bryan uh, during that time. And then next thing you know, I was the head reserve basketball coach for, for two or three years. And, you know, at the reserve level, if anybody played basketball, the reserve level, um, those are guys who, um, that maybe be like a step behind a little bit, um, you know, from the JV varsity, but, but, but those are guys who who want to better their game, who want to learn, who want, who comes into the gym every single day. And I had a, great time you know coaching the reserve for a couple years and then next thing you know I felt like it was a little bit of a promotion going to the freshman um I went down a little bit um to the freshman level coaching them for two or three years and I felt like that was a promotion because you know you're kind of not really breaking any bad habits. These are guys who, you know, are trying to get a feel for who they are as an athlete, who they are as a student, you know, coming in at 13, 14 years old. And then um, after those couple of years and I moved to the JV level um, and that's kind of a, it, it's a great level, but it's kind of a weird level because, you know, um, you just really know, you really don't know who you're going to get that any given night. So if, you know, you're coaching JV and one of your best players has, you know, 30 that the night before you might not have them again. Cause they're going to, you know, move up to varsity. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then, you know, taking on upon that varsity, that varsity had and, and being the head coach last year, it was, it was definitely a learning experience. You know, we took our punches in the mouth and, and, you know, anytime we lost, it was, it was a learning experience on, you know, me to, you know, better me as a coach, better my guys, you know, better my coaching staff who are around me and, and, and it's still going, you know, and, and we're making strides in the right direction, trying to, you know, recruit guys, um, you know, to make a to make a positive impact on us. But but, you know, this year we're doing we're doing we're doing a pretty good job. We're doing a pretty good job this year. So, yeah. And I, I've kind of been seeing y'all from afar. I mean, my son was uh looking. Yeah, I think you or your wife had posted something on Facebook about being a senior night a few nights ago. Yes. Um, so my son, he was looking over my shoulder as kids do, and he had seen it. <laughs> and so I was kind of telling him about the program that you built over there. And I told him you got some pretty good guys there. Um, yes. So mm-hmm. definitely, uh, been seeing y'all from afar. Um, yeah. you said something at the beginning of that, and it kind of struck a bill for me because you had said your first gig, um, was coaching a summer team. And I remember when I had graduated from high school, I was kind of toying with the idea of coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Chubbuck had gave me the – I remember Brian used to have the summer league that started, like, right after high school uh, yep. ended. And so mm-hmm. I had coached the guys there and then in the Boys and Girls Club League. But 
Um, it's funny that you said that because that when I did that, it was right after high school. And I, the the issue I ran into was that I realized that the age difference wasn't great enough for because um, the players they respected me, but it was still like I was on a friend level because Uh-huh. I was I was like eighteen, nineteen. And everybody on the team was 17, 16. Can you kind of speak to, because I know you've been one of the younger coaches. Uh-huh. Um, so can you kind of speak to certain things that you had to do to kind of still demand your respect as a coach, but also be a player's coach? You know what I mean? Yep, for sure. Um, I know my very first year here, um, I was 22, 23. And, you know, some of the guys that I had, you know, were 17, 18, you know, so, some of the age groups that I had also was, you know, maybe 14 or 15. But, you know, I, I, at first it was kind of, and kind of what you said, it was, it was kind of a struggle for me, one, because I was kind of like the laid back teacher, the kind of chill teacher trying to be everybody's friend, you know, but I kind of let them know that, hey, man, um, you know, I want you to be successful. So in order for you to be successful, you know, I got to hold you accountable. I got to hold you to a higher standard and, and kind of demand that respect. And I wasn't like a rah-rah coach, but they knew that I was passionate. And, you know, I, I had to try to implement that, you know, and it took time. I, I couldn't get it all in one day. Um, and that's especially for anybody who always wants to be a coach. You, you can't, you can't, you can't get respect, you know, at least, you know, from, from younger guys from the very first day, but, but, but you can't set the tone, um, your very first day. And I just kind of had to set the tone and let them know, Hey man, you know, at the end of the day, let's look at the bigger picture from here, being buddy, buddy with you and friends and letting you, you know, get away with whatever you want to get away with and whatever you do, you know, I, I, I'm not, I, I'm not. I'm not doing you a favor, you know, and I try to implement that, that, hey, man, I want you to be successful. So I'm going to let you know what I expect of you. And if you can't do it, then, you know, maybe this is not the program for you, you know, and I kind of had to be, you know, that guy, you know, for the first. But but after we got over that hump, I mean, it was it was smooth sailing because we were all on the same page. You know, my players were all on the same page and knew what I expected of them, knew what the bigger picture was. And we all had that ending goal, you know, was, you know, if guys wanted to play at the next level, they were, you know, they had some skills and some lessons to play at the next level. If they wouldn't, they didn't want to play at the next level, you know, but they still, you know, had some, you know, life lessons you know, through my level, you know, of, of, of coaching and understand what I wanted them to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that makes sense to kind of, like you said, you setting the tone from day one and kind of Yep. showing, showing, um, also like meeting them where they're at from the sounds Yes. of it, but also Yep. showing them, like, if you want to get here, then this is my expectations for you. Exactly. Um, Yeah. And, and, and it was kind of, it was kind of funny though, because it, it, it was, it, it kind of gave me an advantage too, because, you know, I was only five or six years older than them. So I kind of knew some of the lingo. I kind of knew some of the trend going on as the dances. They're like, Oh coach, how you know that? Come on. Now Yeah. I've been, I've been in high school before, you know, so, but it was cool though. It was cool. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the things, because you probably don't know, but my wife's uh, nephew, Jalen, he played at Brian um, uh, Jalen Spears. Spears. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so one That's day he my was down here a couple of summers ago. I want to say the summer of his junior year. Um, he was at the house and he, I had brought you up and he's like, oh yeah, coach, go to get buckets. <laughs> Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. and, Yeah, uh-huh. and, and I'm sure that that helps kind of with the coaching piece. Cause it's like, if you have a coach that doesn't appear to be able to play the game, I'm sure that kind of helps, um, Correct. like Yeah. being able to Uh show. yeah. And 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 
And with Jay, with Jalen Spears personally, man, I wish, I wish my first year I had him an extra year. All the times I was able to coach Jalen, you know, it was kind of a, you know, an assistant, you know, role. Um, I really could. I, it's not that I couldn't teach him. You know, I gave him mm-hmm. some, you know, some guidance on the sideline. But, but he's one person that I wish I would have got a chance to, you know, coach and have him under my wing. Yeah. Um, but, 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 kind of what you said. You know, um, me being me being a coach and being a little younger. You know, and they, you know, kind of talking that stuff. I'm like, man, hold on. Like, <laughs> let me place my shoes. They're like, oh, shoe coat. Come on now. Yeah. And I'm sure I, I, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's always a battle. I mean, and even now, you know, we got a pretty young, you know, coaching coaching staff. So so if there's times to where you know we're playing a big team, I might tell you know DK, hey, you're this person for scout team or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Or you know, during the off season stuff, you know, we'll all lace them up. They have you know, y'all pick y'all best five, and we got our five coaches. You know, yeah. with, with my brother on the staff too, which is which is fun, and a couple other guys that I went to college with. Uh, I mean, man, it's 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 definitely a joy. You know, as long as you know they understand, you know what we expect of them. I mean, but you know, it, it, it's smooth selling. It's smooth yeah, selling. and that's good. It sounds like that kind of built in the chemistry too. That way, yes, sir. In some yes, ways. sir. Yeah. Um, so, what's kind of a typical day look like as a coach? That's a teacher as well. How do you balance that? And can you kind of speak to what your day-to-day in season looks like? Yeah. Um I think I think that was I think that was me getting into into coaching and teaching. I think that was my biggest um I don't want to say struggle, um, but 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 that was something that I had to work on. It was just balance because I'm so passionate. You know what I'm saying? So when I'm involved in coaching, um, it was hard for me at times to balance, you know, my family and also coaching and then try to as soon as I get home, let's take a cool down. You know, I still got kids at the crib that, you know, still look up look up to me that want to go outside, ride their bikes and things like that. And and I think that that was that was something that I had to work on and I'm getting better at, and I'm still working on that, you know, from day, but, but, you know, day to day, um, as far as teaching and coaching, you know, wake up in the morning, you come to school, um, you still got to make impacts, um, you know, on our students, even though, you know, some of the students don't even like sports. You still want to make a, you know, a life impact on them to let them know, hey, this is what the real world kind of looks like after high school, especially, you know, teaching personal finance and, and especially entrepreneurship and counting, you know, things like that. And then after that, I mean, school gets out at 3.05 and then it's 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 game time at 3.30, you know, for practice from 3.30 to 6. You know, there's times that we'll watch film, you know, plan some practices, um, go over some of our stuff. Um, and then after, after that, after, you know, after practice, there's times to where, you know, you got to go to some games um, as far as scouting, maybe mm-hmm. send some film, um, you know, talking to coach, talking to college coaches. Um, there's times to where you got to have some tough conversations with some kids, you know, um, you know, but 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 as far as a day to day life, I mean, it, it's a balance, and I think yeah. I think balance balance is key, and communication is key. Um, if you communicate with your guys and you communicate with your students and your coaching staff, I mean, everybody understands on what your expectations are. You know, um, mm-hmm. at, at the beginning of it, I think I, I assumed 
that a lot of people knew. And I, and I, and, and it was kind of, a, you know, I won't say it was a struggle, but it was kind of tough because I assume, but me, you know, being comfortable having those conversations with adults, you know, some of my coaches that having some of those conversations with, you know, some players having those conversations, you know, with, 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 with parents, you know, um, that, that those, those are things that I wanted to work on um, as a teacher and as a coach. Um, yeah. So, so. Yeah. And that makes sense. And you kind of spoke to it on the back end of that. Um, and I was going to quite, I had this question in my mind already. Like, mm -hmm. what's some of the challenges, because I know uh, personally, like being an athlete and kind of doing a little bit of coaching, um, not to the extent that you have, but, you kind of get to see both sides. So what's some of the challenges that kind of you've ran into um, in your tenure as even a head coach or even as an assistant coach that you mm -hmm. kind of didn't think of on the other side of the equation? Yep. Um, first was balance. Like I said, balance the work life with the family life, with the coaching life, um, then also communication. Um, at the beginning, I, I wasn't kind of a, a confrontational guy. So I always wanted to, you know, have everybody like me and everybody, oh, you're the cool guy, you know, but, but, you know, in order to, 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 to get, let everybody know what's your ending goal, what's the bigger picture, what's the reasoning on why you do things is, is communication. Um, like I said, I mean, having those tough conversations with some of my players, having some of those conversations, um, you know, with some parents a as a teacher and, you know, as as a coach, you know, as far as, you know, if I'm if I'm calling the parent, let them know that their kid is failing the class and what can we do, you know, to help them, you know, be better in my class, um, maybe mm -hmm. tough conversations on, you know, tryouts on why a kid made this level and not the level that they were anticipating to make, you know, having some of those tough conversations, kind of being open, being honest. Mm -hmm. um, I, th I think that was a, not, not saying that being honest was tough, but but, you know, just having those tough conversations. But but like I said, and then also learning how to talk to college coaches and, you know, um, learning how to talk, talk to people parents as far as you know some 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 kids who think that hey man I should be playing varsity but you know maybe they made the JV level you know mm -hmm. um and I, I feel like that was that was challenging and I feel like I'm doing better on that because you know I'm honest and I'm letting them know and and I think that if I'm doing the right thing and I can sleep at night then I, I think I think that I think that was able to help me sleep comfortable yeah. at night because you know I, I um um I want the best for your kid and we all want the best for your kid and I understand a lot of parents and I understand every parent you know me growing up with my daughter that's four who's starting to like sports who who my son um first word is ball you know what I'm saying so when they <laughs> get on yeah, when they get on you know a, a program not just basketball but any athletics I'm I, I'm going to be that parent I want the best for you know for my son or for my daughter and so you know I, I try to look at both perspectives when I am talking to parents you know about their child and things of hey this is what I expect this is what we can do in the offseason this is my bigger picture this is what I'm looking in your son you know things like that so I mm -hmm. think that was that was a that was a big challenge for me you know taking taking this job was was you know communication for sure yeah that's definitely understandable definitely being a um a younger newer head coach um that's i'm sure those are things that you're supposed to run into and kind of learn um because there's no there's no handbook for um for experience you know what i mean right right and, for sure and you're gaining that experience on the job um and you're kind of learning like you said and applying what you're um mm -hmm. learning
Um, mm -hmm. So, so that's that's good to hear. Um, and yeah, right? and yeah, my fault. And and one other and one other thing that that I learned and and also I kind of pat myself on the back is I don't want to act like I know everything. There's plenty of times I'm calling Coach Lowick, who was my who was my assistant coach up at Midland. There's plenty of times I'm calling Coach Eisner, who was my head coach at Midland. I still talk to Coach Cannon to this day. You know what I'm saying? And, and there's a lot of people that I'm asking, you know, and, and and pretty much got my book open and and trying to write some notes. Say, okay, how did you how did you do it? You know, what did you do in this in this predicament? You know, what did you do in this certain situation? So, mm -hmm. man, I, I just I, I kind of pat myself on the back to not make it seem like I know everything and and always want to be a sponge you know yeah. i always want to be a sponge and, and always ask because if i you know one thing that i did learn is 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 how you going to learn if you don't ask you know right. how you going to learn if you don't google especially with you know technology man you find a bunch of stuff on google on youtube <laughs> you know all your resources all the people who 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 you know impacted you growing up and mold you who you are today Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so that, that helped me out a lot of just using those contact, using that network for sure. Yeah. And I like that you said that because I feel like in any industry, um, mentorship is um is, is needed. And like you said, you lean on your mentors for, sure. for um for for everything you need. You know what I mean? Um, mm -hmm. And I mm -hmm. like that you have the you don't have the pride. Your pride is not in the way. Um, yes. And so I think that that says a lot about your character. Um, And I think that's a good gem. Yeah. Um, but another question I have is kind of because I know um the Brian job, it's not an easy job. Just to kind of paint a picture for people um that might not be in the Omaha area. Um Brian, it's a it's one of it's a OPS school, which is uh our inner city, I guess you could say in Omaha. It's our mm -hmm. inner city uh public public school district. Um and Brian, like the one have they won a, a championship in basketball yet? <laughs> Nope, we haven't won no championship. But girls basketball has, but okay. not boys basketball. Yeah, okay, but Brian, they've been. I was, I would say, in our generation, they'll be, they've been good. They've been good over time. I know. Yes. Um, your teams made it to state, and you guys mm -hmm. were the first ones to make it past the first round. Was that right? Yeah. Like that. Yep. We made it past the first round. My sophomore year, lost in the second round. Junior year, lost in the second round, and then my senior year, we lost in the championship to mm -hmm. Central. Okay, so yeah, just to paint a picture, kind of just to give the audience, the, the listeners, a, a kind of an idea. Like it's a program that's always been on the brink of success, but kind of always kind of fell short um, mm -hmm. for different reasons. Um, but I say a lot to say, like, what's some things that you kind of looked at before taking a job on like building a program? Because I can see from afar that you're you're not building it for today. You're building it for tomorrow. And you even yes. spoke to a few minutes ago about how. You're talking to parents saying, hey, this is what I see in the, in the future for this program. And you're, this is how your child fits into it. So can you mm -hmm. kind of speak to some of the things that you think should go into um, building a program like that up yep. to be a championship program? Yeah, um, I think the, the, the I think the first part is is your coaching staff. Um, if all of your coaching staff has the same expectation, um, they have the same goal. Um, and, and, and each one has a different form of, of advice, um, different people wears different hats and, and you putting that all together. But if everyone has that same ending goal, that makes it so much easier. Um, also, um, you know, some of the guys that you recruit, uh, you know, a, a lot of people, um, 
think that, hey, I, I got to hurry up and get this, you know, straight A student who's the top, but then also the guys who make up their program is is the tweeners, the guys who are in the middle, um, the ones who do the dirty work, the ones who, who not everybody wants to have, you know, um, or everybody wants to do that job, at least as far as, you know, uh, um, you know, in a basketball setting, um, like the Draymond Greens, you know what I'm saying? Right. Some of those guys Dennis who, Rob, man. Yep, yep, the Dennis Rob, someone who, who's not always looking to score, not always looking to, you know, do the, all that, but just, you know, something like that. Um, and then also another thing, what I had to do was, was kind of get our grades in order, um, you know, kind of get all the parents to honestly see their see your ending goal as well um you know when I had my parent player meeting um I wanted them to see my bigger picture on you know hey man uh you know no matter how good your son is these are my expectations at, at least in the classroom because you know I, I think I I wouldn't be doing uh, my job and helping you be successful if you don't get your grades in order I mean no matter how good you are every single time that I talk to a college coach they always say how are they in the class classroom they always follow that up you know and so mm -hmm. I, I, I wanted the parents to get on board with that um you know and, and kind of work on you know off the court stuff um but but as far as you know making that a championship team everybody has that one goal um everybody knows what your expectation is so so there isn't no confusion you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. um but but other than that I mean every single day you know we come in we work hard uh, you know, off season um, to on season to off season again. I mean, it's just constant. You know, it, it, it's, it's it's very constant. You get everybody on that same goal, that same mindset. I mean, it, 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 I mean, you you would be surprised on what you can accomplish when when everybody has that same ending goal for sure. Yeah, and I think that's important. Um, and that goes back to even a corporate setting. Um, everybody has to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. Um, from players to coaches to parents. So I'm happy yep. that you kind of. Um, spoke to that yes. and when, when you were speaking to that it kind of made me think what are some things because I know people get into the coaching industry and they don't really think about the things that you might work up against and that could mm -hmm. be anything from like parent engagement yeah um, and stuff like that so what's some of the things or could it even be like funding what's mm -hmm. some of those things that you kind of have ran into um, that you might not have anticipated or you did anticipate it and you're kind of still a work in progress you know what I mean yeah. Um, um, and, and it's crazy because because when I took this coaching job, I was honestly thinking like, OK, X's and O's, X's and O's. But when you talk about parent engagement, you know, there's there's plenty of times, you know, I had to have, you know, tough conversation with parents um, and also positive, you know, conversation with parents. Um, talk about fundraising, um, you know, asking for donors. And, you know, even again, I still give you your flowers today. Um, still, I appreciate you, you know. Uh, sponsoring some of our guys, um, you know, for for the bask for our basketball camp. So I do appreciate oh, yeah, no you um, for that. Um, but yeah, running camps, um, talking to parents, um, also transportation. Um, you know, trying, you know, when we're trying to recruit kids to come to Bryan, and you know, like kind of what you said earlier, um, that Bryan is in a weird location. Even though we're considered a, a Omaha public school, we're still located in Bellevue. So, so when I had to deal with transportation transportation on maybe how to get this kid who lives on, you know, 90th and Fort, how, how can we get them to Bryan? Um, so, you know, you got to call the, the student transportation um, or, or the busing company there. I mean, there's just a lot of ins and outs as far as that. Um, 
You know, if, if a student is either struggling in class or a student is doing well in class, you're getting emails from the whole entire school. Um, I mean, but 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 those are the little things um, that 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 make it rewarding. You know, it's a lot of work. I'm not, not going to lie to you. And it's more than just X and O's. But but it makes it so rewarding to know that, hey, everybody, you know, for the most part, answers to you. You're going to know everything, even if it's something little um, as far as, you know, so and so you know, left the trash in cafeteria, you're going to get an email about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just, a, it's just the little things, but, but like, but like I said, you know, it's the parent engagement, you know, how can you get your parents as far as team dinners and, and to take a lot off my plate, you know, my wife has, has carried the load on, on all the paperwork stuff, you know, runs, runs our, um, our money for the most part, you know, for the funding there, um, gets team dinners and, and, you know, situated um, as far as, you know, uh, basketball camps, getting out to the high schools, getting, or not high schools, but getting out to the elementary schools, getting out to the middle schools. Um, it, it's, it, it's a, even though basketball season is from November to March, I think, I think it's all, I think it's year round for sure. Mm -hmm. I think it's year round for sure. But, but, but those are some of the things, you know, that I didn't realize all the, you know, taking upon this job. I'm thinking, okay, X and O's, we're talking about our defense, we're talking about our offense, we're talking about how to get scholarships. But yeah. you know, you know, but but definitely what surprised me though was the transportation of how to get kids here. Um, also the funding with fundraisers knocking on businesses' doors, like, hey, you know, can you sponsor us on this aspect? What's the funding looking like? Things like that. So yeah, I'm happy you spoke to that because, like you said, most people, even when they apply for coaching jobs, they don't think about all the stuff, the external stuff from the mm -hmm. basketball court. Um, so I'm yes. happy that you spoke to that. Yeah. Um, and you kind of spoke to re the rewarding piece. Could you speak to what's the most rewarding piece of coaching? Man, the most rewarding part is one. Well, this is my this is my second year, so we only had two guys that that got a scholarship, um, or that's able to play um, at the next level right now. But but the most rewarding part is after that season when they 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 give you that big hug. You know what I'm saying? They dap you up, they give you that big hug, and they say, Coach, thank you. I remember that one time that you know I got in trouble and and we had to run stairs. I remember that, you know, and, and that's what molded who I am today. I remember when you was always on my tail, you know, about grades, you know, I, just those rewarding parts at the end of the year, um, you know, and they kind of understood, you know, cause, cause even though that I can get, you know, mad a little bit, but I, I was 16 years old, but, you know, I was 17. Right. I didn't know everything. I, and I act like I knew everything, you know, but the most rewarding part is when you get that big hug from them and they say, you know, coach, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. I appreciate all that you've done. That's the most rewarding part. You know, yes, there's, there's bumps in the road. There's a lot of, you know, adversity um, that you got to overcome from, from November to March, you know, there's a lot of heated conversations. There's a lot of heated conversations between players and, you know, back and forth stuff. But the rewarding part is, is when you go into battle and, and, and you relying on each other and, and, and after that game or after that season, you get that big hug, like, yo coach, I appreciate you, you know, and I got to give them big hug and, and let them know, Hey man, I appreciate y'all for, for believing in me, for trusting 
me and being committed because the the commitment from a basketball standpoint is tough. You know, mm-hmm. when it's cold outside, when it's rainy outside, when it's snowing outside, you got to come and you got to get in the lab. You got to work your tail off, you know. So so that that's definitely that's definitely rewarding as far as a coach. Yeah, I'm sure that makes everything worthwhile. Um, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, kind of pivoting back to kind of getting into the industry. Um, if there's somebody that's kind of looking to become a coach, might be fresh out of high school, um, or maybe they're in their senior year, but thinking about going into coaching, um, mm-hmm. or even you think about 18 year old uh, Galen, say that mm-hmm. he wanted to be a coach. What what path would you recommend them do, and uh, what kind of um, things are in place, like in, in your state, the state of Nebraska, that you absolutely have to do in order to become a coach? Yep, um, for sure. I would, I mean, even if it's as simple as, you know, um, and it's not simple, but but even if it's something as going to the Boys and Girls Club, um, I think what helped me out a lot, knowing that, you know, I enjoy making an impact on kids was when I was in college um, and I moved back every single summer, I worked at the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I worked at Mountain View Boys and Girls Club. I applied at the South Omaha where, you know, I grew up, I saw you, I saw, you know, DC, I saw a bunch of other people where I met and made those lifelong, you know, friendships with, um, but, you know, something as far as going to the boys and girls club maybe getting a gig at the boys and girls club they you know starting a little you know organization there maybe starting a basketball team at the you know maybe having a little tournament there to 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 see can you see yourself doing this every single day what how many how much impact can you do you know for somebody who looks like you or somebody who you know, who's growing up like you. Um, and, and I think that was kind of my calling. like, dang, I, I really do think that I can become a teacher. I really do think that I could be become a coach because, you know, every single day at 10 o'clock a.m., you're going to the Boys and Girls Club, you're dealing with people from, you know, kindergarten all the way to, you know, the teen group. And, and, and I think that's what kind of opened my eyes and said, yo, gee, you know, I, I think I think you can do this and I think you would be really, really good at this. You know, just seeing the smile on kids' face as soon as you walk into, you know, that main lobby. Yo, Mr. G, you know, we going to can we go, you know, do some cone drills during during lunchtime or, you know, can we when, when can you have a basketball camp? Can I come to, you know, one of your games or something like that? Or let's go to YouTube and see some of your highlights. Let's watch, you know, some highlights on you know Kyrie Irving and things like that and I think mm-hmm. that was my first that was my first step to see hey you know I think I can make a, a a really good impact you know on students on on kids things like that and then after that once you know I was with Coach Cannon Yep. Um, once, you know, once uh, Coach Cannon came and, and called me and said, hey, you know, I have an incoming freshman um, team along with the incoming sophomore team with me and Mike Dentley are going up at Miller North. Uh, and that was another experience right there. And I was like, hey, man, I, I think I could do this. You know, I think I could do this. And and, you know, going into t- teaching and going into coaching my very first year, um, you know, when when Coach T.O. was like, hey, man coach um and those were a lot of skill stuff you know a lot of understanding the game iq of the bat you know of basketball and it, and it kind of tests you out as well to see okay hey all the things that you've been through as a basketball player what can you do to provide this for you know the next up 
up and coming generation. I think that's what helped me out. And, and now, you know, coming from reserve basketball, now to varsity basketball, I think that helped me out a lot, you know, um, went to coaching clinics, you know, in my eight years, every, every single year, I try to find some form of a coaching clinic, rather it be, you know, at Creighton, I went to a couple coaching clinics at Creighton. Um, there was a couple coaches that came up to talk that DJ's dugout, um, I mean, you know, just going on the internet, seeing what you can afford um, as far as, hey, can I go to this coaching clinic? Can I go to this basketball camp? And then next thing you know, I, I got a gig, um, you know, coaching the summer league or, you know, coaching in the summer and, and seeing some college coaches there and, and opening up my eyes and saying, okay, hey, this is, this is what you have to do to get to that that next level or this is what the college coaches are expecting you know from your high school players okay hey i mm -hmm. talked to this college coach i was able to pick this college coach's brain and 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 share that knowledge to your high school coach hey this is what the college coach said and and what can i do to spread that knowledge on some of my high school players there so yeah okay yeah i like that kind of i like that you spoke to kind of getting that experience making sure that this is actually what you want to do and then mm -hmm. once determining this is what you want to do, kind of taking those steps, um, starting your own team maybe or volunteering to coach a team. Um, yep. So I kind of like that, um, that, you just, that you spoke to that. Is there some type of certificate that's required um, as far as coaching goes? Um, I, I there There's a, like an endorsement, like a coaching endorsement um, that I did. Um, I did, you know, I took a couple classes up at Midland where I had to, when I was able to get my coaching endorsement. And then after that, I know once you apply for a high school job, you know, they make you take a, a couple of classes like, you know, the, the, like the cardiac arrest, um, you know, the CPR classes, um, you know, you know, you know, some stuff like that, but, mm -hmm. but the coaching endorsement for sure, I think you need a coaching endorsement. Okay, gotcha. And I think it's like that in most states. Um, so mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Um, so we kind of we've reached the the end of the podcast. Um, I know you've been dropping gems throughout the podcast, but I ask every guest to come on to leave the the listeners with some free game. Um, mm -hmm. so what's the free game you like to leave the audience with? It can um, be something on a personal sense or in a professional setting. Um, one is communication. Um communicate and and as far as you know communicate with people communicate with the outside world um also ask questions um if you don't know something ask questions don't don't go into something um thinking that you know everything don't go into anything in the unknown you know because if you go into something that you that you don't know you're going to get a little nervous you know what i'm saying so All i right. think if you prepare yourself and you ask questions and you know what to expect um that that makes it that makes it a lot more easy um also you know balance um you know as much as you want to be great at your career, always balance, you know, mm -hmm. give you give yourself a brain break a little bit. You know, when once you go home, hug your wife, hug, hug your kids, you know, rather be your mom, dad, whoever. You know, I think I, I, I balance, you know, I, I think balance is is definitely key for sure. So, yeah, I like that. And I think those are important no matter what industry you're in. Yes. Um, and so now that we reached the end of the podcast, there might be some people that might want to reach out to you where there is maybe mm -hmm. uh, they want to get into coaching. Maybe they have a kid that may be looking to looking at Brian. What's the yes. um, best way for someone to get in contact with you? Um, best way to contact me is through email. Um, my email is my first name, Galen, G-A-L-E-N dot Gully, 
G-U-L-L-I-E at OPS.org. And, and my email is always open. If you have questions, if you just want to chat, um, you know, whatever the case may be, my email is always open. And I try my best to respond as, as fast as I can. So free game. Thanks for tapping in to another episode of the Free Game Friday podcast. If you haven't already, please like this episode, subscribe to our podcast, and share it with a friend. Thanks, be blessed, catch y'all next week. Free game.